The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Um. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, and PJ Conrad joins us with Trados. You know, yesterday, t- PJ, it was a it was a good day in the markets. We saw a lot of people buying ag, some positive numbers, but what comes up must come down, and that is kind of the perception of today's grain markets. A it's, lot of red on the screen. It was not a pretty one. I think, man, it started off so great this morning too. I came in and you look and you see we're up, I don't know, three or four kind of in the overnights and we're pushing that 428, 429 type level on the Deese corn and obviously a spot, great spot to be making sales. And so the day kind of gets rolling that way and then all of a sudden it just seemed like midday things kind of rolled over and it, it didn't stop and it got uglier going into the close. You know, just to kind of, you know, I think they said in the overnights or, or Sonny Purdue kind of talked about, um, the possibility of advancement of more agricultural goods going to China by the tune of, you know, $25 billion, I think is the number he threw out. And we're doing roughly annually right now $20 billion. See, they're talking about doubling, over doubling um, how much product we're moving that way to China and China's importing. Now, that being said, a, a different article I had read about that, too, is it's still a numbers game their demand is going to go up. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors saying they're allowing more kids or families to have more children. Uh, they're looking for more corn, so on and so forth. But if we're not the cheapest corn in town, they can go to South America. So it's very positive news for agriculture, right? I'm not, I'm not downplaying that, but I think you got to temper your expectations of this is going to happen in one year. This has got to be a longer-term deal than that than something that's going to roll over and give us $5 corn in the short term so obviously all good things and still a good corn price i mean four closed at 421 and three quarters not a bad spot to be it just doesn't feel as good when you stare down 428 this morning uh waking up looking at the markets right but like you said 420 is nothing to complain about at this point gosh no there's and you know last year i think our high was 417 and we had to wait until july to see that and so i mean i without even looking back i'm assuming we were trading somewhere in that 397 type range a year ago at this time i think from what i've heard talking to grain buyers is farmer selling has shut off everyone's kind of bowled up i jokingly told someone this morning a grain buyer that that's usually when the the short-term high comes in is when the farm mr farmer gets all bowled up and everyone thinks it's going to go to 445 or, you know, whatever the number is, that's typically, for whatever reason, just law averages, it seems like that's when things turn the other way. But from a chart-based standpoint, I mean, 420, we got some light support there. For sure, that 415-type range, I mean, we've traded down there a few times. I would think going into June here, it wouldn't be uncommon to see us maybe step back a little bit and then look at U.S. weather and what's going on there and say, okay, is our crop going to be threatened by heat? You know, it seems like we always get a, a couple. We've killed that corn crop a couple times before before we make trend line yields. So you hope you see some of that in June. Um, weather-wise, who knows? I mean, that's always a mixed bag, but you kind of think there's going to be some heat, probably some areas that are drier. You know, look at the drought map. There's some spots, you know, comparatively year over year, 
the southwest U.S. is a lot drier than what it was a year ago, and that's trickled up into the Midwest. Um, I think some of the stuff I was reading, too, is like southern Indiana and Illinois. They don't look dry on a drought map right now, the one that came out today, but that's because they caught rains in early April. So we fast forward another week, those rains are probably going to come out of that, and it's going to show a little bit drier. So there's positivity out there, but obviously don't stare this thing in the face thinking we're putting in higher highs because it's also the time of year we could go back to four bucks and shop sideways till Fourth of July, catch a rain on the fourth, and you know, go test three fifty. Right, exactly. Question on this trucker strike because I know what's going on in South America. No surprise. It seems like we have one every year, but it just seems like it's disrupted some of the logistics in South America as our harvest winds down. So they waited more towards the end of this year's harvest to have a strike. Yeah, and that's I think. And I've read some on it, and what I've kind of read is, you know, they're striking over rising fuel prices, and it's not, I guess what they're saying is it's not a serious threat to outbound uh, uh, agricultural products loading yet, um, but it could be if that strike continues into late next week. So that being said, you know, right now it doesn't sound like it's going to be a massive issue, but obviously, like, you know, whether it's weather or it's that, I mean, the longer we go on with issues, it's going to cause a ripple effect throughout the, the agricultural world, too. Well, export-wise, I mean, we look at the numbers and, and consider it a disappointment on, on the soybean side. Okay, decent for the corn. What are you seeing? Yeah, I mean, corn was right in the middle of the range, uh, so nothing to really be concerned about there. You look at the soybeans, and we were actually negative number. There was a cancellation in there. So disappointing for the beans, heck yes. Um but that's kind of been the story of the last six months, it seems, is just disappointing soybean exports. You know, the, the saving grace is obviously beans had a, a successful day and have had a very successful week to this point. So we finished 10 cents off the highs of the day. We still closed higher, you know, we closed down a quarter on the day at 10.51 and three quarters. Um, but you're also talking to close that last Friday, we closed at like 10.02 on the Nove. And we're back at 10.51. So it seems to shrug off a lot of that uh, export news. And I think most of that's due to improved China-U.S. relations. I mean, everyone was worried coming into the week. That kind of comes out Sunday. Uh, we're looking good. Us and China are going to get along. And moving forward, things have obviously added fuel to that fire. And who knows if, you know, also the weird part was midday or is earlier this morning, but kind of as time went on. Um, President Trump canceling the meeting with Kim Jong-un. Well, stick around, folks. We're going to talk more about that weekend and the livestock side as well. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the World. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. PJ Conrad joins us with Trade-Offs. We are headed into a holiday weekend, so really tomorrow could be a pretty quiet trading day minus a report that comes out midday but a quieter day because many guys taken off they're not as worried about what grains and livestock are going to do tomorrow no that's always the case uh, going into these long weekends or holiday weekends it seems like friday trade's pretty dead it's a pretty quiet trading day uh, lower volume so unless something unforeseen happens in the next 12 hours you know you'd assume a pretty quiet quiet Friday uh, heading into the long weekend and the cattle on feed report is coming out during trading hours 
Uh, usually that comes out, I think, roughly 2 or 2.30, and it's coming out at 11 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. So, you know, looking at that, I think they're kind of looking on placements or on feed, I guess, uh, at a 104.9. Um, that's right, probably middle range of estimates. The range of estimates 104 to 105. So, I mean, upper end of the range of estimates. Um, you know, placed in April, they're looking at 90.9, which would be middle of the range as well, and, and marketed in April 106, which would be on the upper end of the range. So, what that's going to mean to the cattle market going forward, you know, demands should be increasing as we come into grilling season and more of a, a time of year where people are consuming more beef. So, you hope that gives us some positivity, you know, as from a, a chart standpoint, it's been a rough eight days really i mean you go back to the beginning of last week we sold off hard and really haven't gained much of that back and you're seeing <clears throat> light cash trade not a lot of heavy cash trade and i think a lot of it's probably due to the holiday weekend as well but definitely some of the, the numbers that are being thrown around out there are maybe more of that 107 108 109 type level verse i think 117 last middle of last week <clears throat> so you're seeing a pretty big haircut in basis this week. Um, futures haven't done anything to to rectify that and get it back towards that 117. They're sitting right, kind of right at or just below the 50 and 20 day moving averages. So it's tough to get overly excited from a chart standpoint on cattle right now. Um, what I will say is, you know, there's a lot of talk that this cattle market, you know, we got good numbers. We got great demand though. And so I think being uh, friendly to the cattle market long term isn't a bad thing, but you know you got to do something to kind of mitigate your risk in the short term. And if you haven't hedged anything to this point, I don't think going out and, and selling the board here is maybe the best idea. But putting buying a put and at the money put and uh, with some of these nearby contracts, just to ease your mind, if we were to dip back below that dollar mark like we were last week on the August. Do you think, though, I mean, I know it's been sluggish. We're headed into a holiday weekend. Do you think, though, we might see a bit of a pickup, maybe in a quick spurt of some cash cattle trade after this cattle on feed report comes out? See, that'd be the hope, right? I mean, we, you know, things have been slow. But at the end of the day, still, there's still a lot of needs out there. So if there's not a lot that's traded, you could see things maybe pre-report or post-report give us a bounce up to, A, spark some, uh, spark some cash trade, and B, you could see funds maybe trying to get in a better position going in, going into next week. So, always a possibility. And I'd say the same thing with grains too. I mean, corn down four and three quarters, that was selling off pretty hard at the close. Uh, no guarantees, but a lighter trade day wouldn't take much to maybe push us back towards that four and a quarter mark on corn, and at least find an easy resting place going into the weekend. But yeah, it's just. You get to this time of year, everyone's got their boats packed up and their RVs ready, and they're they're heading somewhere. So, good news is I will be in the office. So if you want to place trades, don't be afraid to call. Right? You'll be there to help them out, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Until one twenty, and then I'm out. Then so. you're out of there, ready for the weekend. Are we going to see? I mean, the hogs. I mean, they have kind of had a very topsy turvy type of week, and we look at it now. Limited trade activity this morning. Is that going to be just like everybody else? We're going to see that week finish out this way? I think so. I mean, maybe a little more positivity in the hogs, I'd say. Just looking at the chart, you know, we had a rough start to the week, but we've rebounded pretty well. I think safe to say, looking at this uh, June, how much June contracts coming off, but 
it's safe to say looking at the pattern of this chart that we're going to have opportunities of higher prices in the hogs. Our moving averages are all significantly above where we're at. And so looking at you guys think in your head like we maybe have found a short-term bottom. You know, looking at the August chart, 75 is held. Yeah, 75 is pretty much held. We were spent some time below it the last two days. But we're back above it, and so your confidence level of us getting back towards, say, a 79 to 80 would be my thoughts moving forward on hogs. I just think there's – we could beat the same drum, but there's good demand, and the more we can get this China stuff taken care of, I think just confidence of traders and funds of this thing pushing higher. So, I mean – Best way for folks to reach you, PJ, tomorrow when everybody else is off at the lake and you're working hard. That's right. They can call me at 402 402- Eight five eight seven five two nine, or uh, you can check us out online at gotradeoffs.com. Thanks, PJ. PJ Conrad joining us from Tradeoffs on this Fontenelle final bell. Thanks to Fontenelle and all the Fontenelle dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.